and welcome to the Dadcast. Today we talk about holidays, photographs and Bing things. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome to the Dadcast. Richard, we've not spoken for a few weeks now. We've both been away. How have you been? I've been really good, thanks, Alex. And uh, it's great to speak to you once again. Yeah. So listen, where have you been? Well, um, we went to California for a few weeks, so a bit of work and a bit of holiday. Because of our strange work that we have, we're both actors, I had that odd thing of carelessly (laughs) getting a job in the middle of it. So having to go over to California for four days and then to fly back again, to then fly back over again a week later to join the family before coming home. That's sod's law. Absolutely sod's law. uh, So it was me, Rachel, my two girls, so three and a half and one and a half, and then Rachel's mum came with us. I thought if I do any worky things, I don't want to be sort of like abandoning Rachel and the two girls by themselves without a vehicle in a place where you famously don't have any public transport. (laughs) You just need to have a vehicle. (laughs) But I I realised something, you might realise this as well, that since being a dad, my view of airplanes has changed massively. Because previously when I was younger, the thought of an 11 hour flight was like one of the most painful things in the world. But this time... Oh, because I was flying by myself, 11 hours. <laughs> yeah, love. It was like everything else was locked out. You know, it was great. <laughs> I was in my little cocoon and, you know, and all those things that you think, God, if I had a bit of time, I would do all those little jobs that you really want to do. I did none of them. I just watched <laughs> films on the plane. And then the fact that I had to fly back and then fly back out again, that was 33 hours of just watching oh. films on planes and eating food. It was lovely. So you, but, I mean, the the flight over for them apparently was hellish. With an 18-month-old or a 19-month-old, you can fly for cheap for that for the baby, but they don't have a seat and they have to sit in the bassinet thing. Yeah. But Emily, at this age is too big for the bassinet and wants to climb and wants to walk around and isn't a babe that just sits down and sleeps, you know what I mean? So it's no, a, bit, no. um, a bit hellish. Although I think Rachel was a bit gutted because on the way back, um, my mum works with British Airways and she'd sort yeah, of, of course, yeah. sorted out her schedule so she could be on our flight as a surprise. Oh, right. Yeah. So we all luckily i mean very fortunately got business class on the way back whoa lovely so tilly and rachel's mum were in one little bit together in a little kind of like cocooned bit yeah and then rachel emily and myself were in this other little cocoon bit so it was nice because she had a bit of space to move about and was still contained and so she was really well behaved and it was a night flight as well so she was like sleeping and happy and I think Rachel was a bit gutted because I didn't have to experience the hellish 11 (laughs) hours that they had had with her trying to climb and just like screaming and all that kind of stuff did you sort of keep pressing the the button sort of going up mum Mum, can I have another beer? <laughs> mum, mum, come on, some service here, mum. <laughs> oh, do you know what? No, I mean, I didn't make the most of it at all. I should have done. Yeah, and you were away as well. A shorter flight. Oh, yeah, about two and a quarter hours, about. Um, and you guys, two... they must have been good on the flight. They must have been okay. Yeah, actually, the girls were, were, were great. We've gone past that age of them being, well, they're still going to be a nightmare and argue, but they didn't. So, yeah, we went to Mallorca and we went with my sister uh, and her two children, Amelia, who is four, nearly five, and Charlie, who's about coming up for 18 months, actually. Yeah, and and Gavin, their dad, and they sat behind us. 
and the journey over there, Charlie was was not good. I don't think he'd slept, or he'd slept beforehand and, and whatever. And I, my sister had a sort of a nightmare flight. But I, and you stepped I was in, bliss- obviously, and I, helped, yeah? No, I was blissfully unaware. <laughs> I actually, for the first time ever, I read the Kindle. And the girls next to me were, at some point, were watching an iPad and they did a bit of reading and they did a bit of, you know, it's just, it's like amazing. So we got to the end of the journey and my sister said, oh, I can't, you know, it's really stressful. I found that difficult. And I said, I, I was just unaware that anything was happening. <laughs> I did so, hear a um, great story about, about a flight. And uh, I'm not going to say who the celebrity is, but it was somebody saying they'd been on a flight with this famous celebrity and they had thought that he was really, really good because he was on a business class seat and he was sat by this mum and child. And the right. child was having a meltdown you know was crying a lot the mum was really struggling to sort of deal with it and this celebrity he was really good because he didn't complain to the cabin crew he didn't kick up a fuss he didn't tight he didn't roll his eyes he put in his earplugs he blanked the you know the mum and the the, the the kid out and he slept all the way there and they thought what a really really good guy this guy is and then obviously when they were leaving they realised oh no that's his wife and his child <laughs> yeah one thing that happened when we're away was emily has got this bear that she's been given it's like a a white bear and it's dressed up in a bee outfit because emily b is you know b is her middle name yeah yeah the b is like a thing that we have for her you know we've got a little b outfit for her but she's got this bear that's dressed as a b and i thought i've got to give a good name to this bear it's one of the things that should be on the daddy diploma and how to name soft toys yes yes and i was thinking okay so it's a it's a bear that's dressed as a b it's a b bear so we've called it Justin. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Sorry. <laughs> and it's, and I, I do think it is my greatest achievement <laughs> as a dad is coming up with that name. It's Justin Bieber. Justin that- Bieber. Oh, it's, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. The Dadcast, slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. Since the last episode, we uh, yeah. we found something where they do classes for dads in how to That's style it. kids' hair. Yes, yes, because exactly because every Thursday Tilly goes to ballet. Like I take Tilly swimming on a Wednesday and Rachel takes Tilly to ballet on the Thursday afternoon. And I'm terrified of the day that Rachel isn't able to do that because I have no idea what to do with her hair. And she's shown me twice, I think, and it goes in one ear and it goes out the other. Uh, Do you know what? See, I can do a basic plait and I can do piggy tails or a ponytail. Yeah. But the thing is that, you know, and I I say... (laughs) said this to Phoebe quite a few times when she when I've done a plait and she said you've got to make it tighter daddy <laughs> got to make it tighter and I say Phoebe I've been doing this for you know not that long and I've never done it on my own hair or anyone else's hair other than the, than yours <laughs> said, you know she's like mummy does it a lot better I was like yeah because mummy's been doing it years and she's got her own hair she can do it too I said I do, you know and it's like sometimes it's I'll do something and so forth so you're just not trying it's like, well, I am, but I'm just not that good at these things, you know. There, there are certain things which I just think it doesn't matter how many times you do it, 
that, you know, your, your brain is not sort of pre-programmed to complete that task with much merit. Although if you did have a class where that was the graduation was doing it and you had a focused time where it wasn't just being shown it briefly, but you were taught it and you were marked yeah. on it at the end. Yes. Then yes, yes. you would know that you'd have that knowledge forever. Well, maybe if there was an, also another incentive, like a, a pint of beer. <laughs> or a nice glass of, you know, Rioja. I think it's something we should set something up where every month dads with their kids go into London somewhere. They meet up, maybe have a pint, but maybe that's a bit cliched. Maybe that could weaken <laughs> our cause. And then things happen. And so each month someone will come in to do a talk and they'll they'll teach us about <laughs> how to give the, the the kind of the sex talk at some point they'll talk to us about how to style our daughter's hair i like it no there, there is something in it or you come yeah you come in with some sort of um some mini crisis every week you know yes. this is this is what's happened you know it, it's um it's five o'clock in the evening blah 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 blah, 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 blah. what do we do yes and you kind of like go 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 you know <laughs> under pressure absolutely <laughs> Make us part of your routine by subscribing to the Dadcast on iTunes. Going back to, to holiday, and, and I know we've mentioned this before, but I'm a bit obsessed by recreating family photos. There are some photos that we've got. In fact, I'm looking at one now of the girls in Sani in, in Haukadiki in Greece, which I've got the same one a year before of them doing kind of the same thing. Not exactly. But then last year we went away with my parents, a whole big family thing and my sister, and we went to Mallorca, to the same place we went to this time. And we got a picture of my two girls and my sister's daughter, Amelia, in this square. So we got the photo. This time, we went back for another drink in this square, and we got another photo, or series of photos. And then what my sister did is she put them both side by side and sort of put, put them out on the, the family's WhatsApp group. Same positions, a year apart. And it's just lovely. And I, I almost am a bit obsessed by getting these photos now, but there's something in it that you, you just recreate, 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 and you just see the ages going up. It's a bit like that documentary that they've just ah, done. I've not seen just, it, but... Yes, 60, I saw it a couple of days ago. Was it good? 63. Uh, yeah, fantastic. And do you know what? I've, I've heard about I've known about it, but I've never seen them in the past. Yeah, amazing. A really, really great documentary making. So basically they did it. It was like the first ever kind of reality TV, I suppose. And it was seven year olds and it was called Seven Up and it was done, you know, 50 odd years ago. And they filmed so, these seven year olds in their lives. And then every seven years they go back. So it's been 14 up, 21 yep. up, 28 up. Yep. And now it's 63 up, which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Do you see clips of them when they were younger? Yeah. There's certain questions that they'll keep asking over the years. And one of them was about girlfriends and, you know, seven year old boy. It's like, oh, I don't like girls. And 14-year-old, no, I'm not interested in them. 21, they're with a girlfriend. <laughs> Brilliant. But they keep saying the thing, that can you see the adult in the seven-year-old? Yeah. And you can. Oh, wow. You, you absolutely can. On, on each one, you go, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously things change, but there's that energy there. And obviously Phoebe's seven. So I've actually been catching quite a lot of her on, on film over the years, but I was, I was doing it one every school year. But the last couple have been pretty similar, so I need to do something different. But I am going to sort of set her down and sort of filmed interview of her at seven, just saying, right, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And in a way, I need to take my time doing it to tease that out. Yeah. Because I think what they've done is they've spent a lot of time talking. Yes. Um, to whereas, to as find you know, those moments. Yeah, and I think actually seven is probably the first age you can... Re well, no, you, that's not fair, but I can probably get her sort of to sit down and, and chill out for quite a while, whereas Georgia will be 
bouncing off the walls everywhere. So I think seven is actually quite a good uh, is a good age. I think also the reason why they've done it is because the whole body regenerates every seven years. Not so regenerates. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no. You know, the, it, all cells and things, you know, change and, and every seven years. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. That's good. Is, so with the whole thing about filming your, your child, it's something that probably loads of people listening have considered at some point. And it's almost now that we've got so much technology that it's so easy to do that it becomes difficult to do because yeah, you kind yeah. of think well i could take a photograph of my daughters every day and then wow what a great time-lapse photo then i'll have a little video of them kind of getting older but then you think i you know what do you focus on because you can do and you can you can interview them every year and you can take photos of them in the same place every year and you just think i don't know what to focus the time on because you could get obsessed with doing those things i i and not yeah, enjoying it and just not living yeah. your life, you know. So it's difficult because, I, you know, I, I, when we first went up to Edinburgh with Matilda, I took a photograph of her in the Royal Mile and thought every year I'm going to take a photograph of her here so that when she's, you know, 20, she can take her first show to Edinburgh and say 20 years at the Fringe, you know. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we didn't go back the next year and we've not been back since. So, oh, OK, OK, we not really, uh, can't really continue that. But you just wonder what... Yeah, what to focus on. I just wish there was an app that you could do that, where you could just take a photo on that app and then it would just put it into a place and then it's all there rather than trying to have to take a photo and then save it to here and stick it on this yeah, hard drive but, and then you but know. you know what i think i think that's indicative of of actually the the amount of technology the amount at our fingertips and and the amount of photos that we take because we take too many it's as simple as that yeah well, well i say we. Oh, I'm, I'm sort of <laughs> saying it. I guess everyone in the Western world who's got, who's got um, uh, well, anywhere in the world, actually, who's got a phone and the capabilities to take uh, photos and, and video and, and, and download it. I think that years ago, uh, and in fact, my, uh, my brother's been putting some, some holiday videos from, from tape onto, uh, on, a, on a Vimeo channel sort of for our family. So we actually can look back at holidays from, from years ago. But what the thing is, we would take, you know, one video for one holiday and that was it. We wouldn't be doing sort of necessarily loads and loads of things throughout the year and certainly not on a daily basis. Whereas at the moment, it's too much. It's got hundreds, thousands of videos. Well, and in a way, you need to go through and cut them down and go, right, I want that one. I want to remember, you know, let's remember the, the girls by that one video from that day rather than, you know, 200 of them over, over the, those many years. Because you're never going to look back at them all, are you? No, you never are. It's and, the reality is. And you're, the, you're not. And photos you can trim out, I feel. Like, I can get rid of, like, weaker versions of the same shot. All yeah. the videos, I can't get rid of videos. I can't get rid of videos. It just doesn't feel right to delete a video of your child doing something however inane and however pointless. It just feels like such a kind of moment. Um, two years ago, when, uh, when Tilly was 18 months old, I thought for Mother's Day... I would get all the videos I'd taken of Emma, of, of Matilda and all the videos that Rachel had. So I plugged her phone in and sort of like, t- you know, took her videos off of her phone and make a little montage to a song. So I thought, yeah, about you know, three minutes of kind of video. And I stuck it all onto iMovie and there was about four hours of stuff. <laughs> oh, God. And it was the yeah. most, and it was trying to do it subtly as well, so she didn't notice. And I managed to sort of wheedle it down to about 11 minutes. And it's such a beautiful video. When, you know, when Emily got to 18 months, I just thought, I can't do that. I can't do it again. <laughs> because, no. Because A, we've got less time. And also, second child, we've filmed her so less. Than... Well, Exactly. Well, we had these books that we, that, um, photo box or photo, yeah, photo box or something like that. And for the first six months, 
And then six months and then the next six months of Phoebe's life, we had these books and we were going to make them every, you know, six months. And we did we did the first two and that's it. And yeah. with Georgia, we haven't done any. Yeah. It's yeah. like we have to do something for Georgia, even if it's for the first year. But you, I think you have all these good intentions. But I, th- I think also the thing is, that, you know, I was speaking to someone recently about, about printing out photos. You know, we don't print them out. So they're there on, you know, hard drives or on a cloud or whatever. And there are just so many of them that you kind of don't have that moment of going, let's look through the book. You know, let's just scroll through a phone. and. Well, maybe oh, something that's what we should say is, is one, of, one of the dad jobs to do is every year to be able to have that nostalgia when you're older to look back on. Yeah. Instead of trying to do something grand by kind of like going, oh, I need to film and do this or photograph this or do Just think once a year, all it takes, once a year, just go through the photos on yourselves and your partner's phone and do a photo book. And no matter how kind of rough it is like i know some people spend days and weeks and months on photo books trying to get the backgrounds right and the right photo and the right light levels and stuff and just think well actually no no all you know something that a dad can do is just every year just make sure you get the best photos onto a book printed out yeah stick it on the shelf and you know that in 20 years time 30 years time you've got that you can look back and and see that and it doesn't have to be the best photo it doesn't have to be the the right light doesn't have to be in the right order particularly just just make sure you can do it because it's it's something that you can do that would really make a difference in like 20 30 years yeah i think that's a really good idea going to miss out on those things absolutely absolutely going from photos to audio yeah, I heard an interview with Mark Rylance uh, the okay. other week, and yeah. I couldn't take it seriously because it was—I don't know how I found it—but it was him talking about *Bridge of Spies*, right? A film for which he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, and he's talking about the relationship between you know the East and the West, and the you know spy game, and you know undercover and covert, and all this kind of stuff, and he's talking about it really seriously. And every time he stopped for breath, I just expected him to say, it's a Bing thing. <laughs> and so I, I downloaded his interview and I found a couple of moments and I'm going to play them for you now <laughs> with it's a Bing thing added at the end. It could be a very lonely life, couldn't it? Um, so you have to be someone who likes that kind of solitude and that kind of non-involvement in, in, in what's going on around you. But I, I suppose that's the kind of necessary thing you'd need to be a spy, because you're going to live, you're going to live uh, always keeping some part of you secret, consciously keeping some part of yourself secret, so you, you're only really pretending to be part of the society you're in. Pretending. It's a bing thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> love it absolutely I, love it <laughs> if i had if i had some days i would go through every interview that he has ever done and add it to bing thing in the right places because he just made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> it's that it, it, I, the thing is i've got to be i sort of sort of a love-hate relationship with bing because i just find him so irritating um i just find him just, but there again i forget that he's what about three or four yeah uh and he's and he's not real but it's a Bing thing. The amount of times that the girls have said something and I've said, it's a Bing thing. Or, but, you know, especially if one of them moans because he's a bit whingy, isn't he? He's really oh, whingy. Oh, uh, Sula. Oh, it's just another... Being a spoiled oh, little know. brat. It's a Bing it's thing. It's a Bing thing. Yeah. So so if one of them girls moans, I'll be like, oh, 
Georgia moaning. It's a Bing thing. Like, but, <laughs> there's a there's a, t- a Twitter account CBB's grown up. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was talking because I just it's reminded me talking about Bing because there was one thing going on about CBB's earworms. You know, it's a Bing thing being one of them. Uh, and actually, there was a, a song a couple of years ago about the autumn or whatever. Actually, I can't remember it now, but it kind of kept coming back. And you know, I've got to admit, the CBBs are actually good for that. Because even if you don't like certain things, the, the songs are really catchy. I still sing Halsey in the House from uh, Moon and Me all the time. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Maddie, well, just, Maddie from um, uh, Do You Know, she's got some songs out now as well. She has. She yeah. has. She's got quite a few, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. When we went away on holiday, I downloaded a load of the girls like Maddie and they uh, like um, Art Ninja, which is on CBBC. And they downloaded really quickly. I thought, wow. When it came to it, it was the songs. So they were like two-minute songs. So the girls thought they'd got loads and loads of episodes. Oh, but no. in fact, they've got two-minute songs. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, girls. They're like, we want the entire episode. <laughs> but... But yeah, and anyway, the CBB's grown up. So uh, I think it's quite funny because I, I guess, well, yes, why wouldn't it exist? But there's enough of us out there who are watching, um, well, watching CBB's or having to watch or got, you know, half an eye on it on a sort of daily basis. Um, and even though I try to get away from it sometimes, you know, you keep getting pulled back to it. And it's quite fun. And in fact, I saw a, a tweet from your lovely wife, uh, I think it was yesterday. That's right. So, so she was on a train. Watching. Yeah, yeah. And she could watch some. Not- and, and she was watching Ghosts. She was delighted because she could watch oh, Ghosts. Okay. <laughs> not uh, CBeebies. <laughs> not CBeebies. No, she could watch Ghosts from BBC, which is a brilliant sitcom. Brilliant sitcom. Um, I've yeah, got, very good. We should probably go in a sec, but I've got one thing I want to tell you about because it made me laugh yeah, so yeah. much the other day. Tilly is obsessed with having a birthday party. Her her birthday is not till the end of August, but she's like, for the last <laughs> couple of months, has been obsessed with her birthday party and keeps sort of asking, even though she knows that her birthday's in August, she keeps sort of saying, yeah. well, when is my birthday next week? And it's like, no, 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 your birthday's not next week. It's months away, but she doesn't get the concept <laughs> of months. And she wants to have a princess and prince party. So we're like, oh, cool, right. okay. And then she said, and daddy, you can be my prince. And I was like, yeah. yeah, brilliant. I would love to be your prince. But but what's what's mummy going to do? Oh, well, she can find another prince. Okay. So if <laughs> if you if daddy is your prince, then who's mummy's prince going to be? Andy. And Andy is the next door neighbor. So it was like, <laughs> right. And Andy Andy listens to the dad car. So hello Andy. I don't know if you <laughs> realize this but at the end of august you're going to be rachel's <laughs> prince and so we were just going through until he was just completely just fine about working out so it's like okay so if andy is rachel's then what about his wife emma oh yeah well she'll have to find another prince and she's sort of just working out just pairing everyone up <laughs> perky you, please promise me you've got to go as prince yes Yes. Got to go as Prince. You've got to. Please, please go as Prince. Wear purple. Just, you know, have the symbol, you know, get, d- just do it. Do that would it. Be, that would be It'd good. be funny. I did go to a wizard, <laughs> witches and wizards party once, dressed as Roy Wood. <laughs> did, did anyone get it? Well, they just thought, I mean, he just looks like a wizard anyway, doesn't he? He's from the band. He always wizards, does, yeah. And yeah, he just looks like yeah, it. So yeah. everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you just dressed as a wizard. And it's like, no, I'm, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got a, um, and I wonder if you were at that party. It was a party years ago that uh, friend Richard Lafferty had in his, in his parents' house. And they'd, they'd just moved in, but they were going to knock it down uh, and start again. Wow. So essentially they had the house for about six months with nothing in it. 
and over that time we had a couple of parties and it was a it was a mansion wow um and there was one party where there's it's funny because i've got the i found the photo a few weeks ago and i've got it just in the study by the side and it's the it's the only photo i've got up of my sister myself and my brother and nice. i'm there dressed up as it was a, it was a um yeah it was a sci-fi party and the the fridge was done up as the tardis and there were some there were some really funny things anyway the point is that uh, i dressed up as doctor who Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah. And the, my sister dressed up as who was the one from Matrix? The the the, oh, the, yeah. the, the main female. Whoever the main female. So she's yeah. there with the glasses on and black and the, sort of and jacket the leather and gun. Cat suit? The, no. Uh, what, what? I, I don't know if she was wearing a leather cat suit, but Maybe she might have been wearing a leather cat suit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she was looking, you know, she was looking pretty good and there was me looking a bit silly as Doctor Who. And my brother, t- he turned up as as Darth Vader. <laughs> um but then when he took the mask off. He'd got gaffer tape on his where, where a beard would be and moustache, and he was the master. So he'd he'd come as two people, you know, to take that off. He's the master, perfect. The photo I've got up, the only photo of my myself and my siblings, <laughs> is myself, my sister, and my brother as Darth Vader. <laughs> so he could be absolutely anyone. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I've just thought about picture. it. <laughs> oh man, it's the only one I've got. My sister, myself, my brother. He's Darth Vader. He could, he could be anyone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just love it. I oh, love it. <laughs> poor, poor Jim, poor Jim, who has who has since gone on to work with Darth Vader. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's done all right, isn't he? He's done all right. Yeah, yeah. He's done oh, right himself. As always, uh, Perky, I've got. There's loads of things, loads of things to talk about, which we've uh, yeah again just haven't haven't touched on. But that's that's uh, fine. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk more. Yeah, we have mentioned her a few times, but Judith Kerr. So R.I.P. Judith Kerr, who died a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, Tiger Came to Tea, which we've mentioned quite a few times, and it was one of the books we chose. Ah, uh, you know, but so uh, I did, sad news, but some, some good books. In her obituary, I did read a really good quote, and it goes back to what we spoke about on the Dadcast when we did the book special, which um, yeah. you should listen to if you've not heard it. And someone yeah. had asked her in an interview about the Tiger Who Came to Tea mm-hmm. and asked her if it was anything to do with 1970s sexual something or other i can't remember they sort of like had a really in-depth question oh really about the meaning of it about this visitor that came in when the dad was at work and if it was something to do with oh. some sort of sexual <laughs> revolution and anything to do with the the, the, the patriarchy or whatever and yeah. judith kerr said no it's about a tiger who comes to tea <laughs> <laughs> and on that we should that. say goodbye and see you in a couple of goodbye. weeks goodbye bye subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com by tweeting at dadcastuk or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk the um, subtleties of international relations between America and the Soviet Union at that time. It's, um, it's a bing thing.